Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. VGK looks to bounce back against the Coyotes. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, and you could follow us at Locked On VGK. Me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. Chris Golick is here, and he could be found at TD Chris G on Twitter, like TD as in touchdown, Chris G on Twitter. And thank you for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It's free and available on every platform. Welcome aboard. And everything was awful, Chris. According to P- uh, Peter DeBoer, following Wednesday's game, one of the games that you probably burned the film, I would venture a guess that the Golden Knights probably did not even look at that video from Wednesday's loss to the Canucks. And the Golden Knights had Thursday off, and they should have an easy game against the Coyotes coming up. But, you know, the biggest question I think the fans are asking now is – how will the Golden Knights return to form? And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if VGK could get back to paying attention to details because that was such a sloppy game. And again, you have to burn that film against the Canucks. It's a scary place to be talking about burning the film when you have 10 games to go, your 11th game before that was just so bad. Sure, you got to burn the film and move on, and there's not much positive you can take from a game like that. Maybe we get some changes for the next game. Maybe it serves them with an extra burst of energy for these last uh, 10 or so games because nothing's going to be given to anybody. It doesn't matter if it's a tough matchup, an easy matchup. You got to play the games. You got to win the games. And even after Jack Eichel scored the opening goal for the Golden Knights, they just didn't have it. They were flat and uninspired at times. And just going back and kind of taking a look at the way things are in the past couple of weeks, do you feel that maybe VGK could be a little bit out of sync, not playing every other night? Because that is part of why I think they came out flat in that contest where you have three-day gaps in between games and they just want to play at this part of the season, right? Uh, that's a fair statement to make. You get in a rhythm, you get, you know, timing and things like that, routine. Looking back at that nice uh, five-game winning streak that they had, they were basically playing. You had a big gap between Chicago and the Seattle games, and they still came out there. But then, yeah, you got a couple days off coming back home. And uh, we mentioned it the last in the last show, that dreaded first game back from the road trip just sometimes bites teams in the butt. Not a whole lot of logic as to why that happens, but sometimes it just does. And now is not the time for that. We we have a similar game against the Devils on the 18th after a, a three-game roadie in Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. And if they come up flat Monday the 18th against the Devils, uh, yikes. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So uh, you wanted to take a look at the top nine because, uh, as we see, uh, the Golden Knights on that fourth line are just rolling uh, two players with Ron Bjork and Lachizan currently. So who would your top nine skaters be? 
So I, I think this is a good opportunity to try and flatten things out a little bit. I've felt that we're a bit top heavy when you're rolling some combination of Eichel, Stevenson, the Donoff, and Marches. So that's kind of been the top four as of late. And as a result, the the bottom two lines, line two and three, don't need as much attention from the other coaches and defenders. So if I'm going to put the lines in a blender, I'm going to spit out line one with Eichel, Matias Yanmark, and Nick Wah. Logic behind that, Eichel's going to do whatever he's going to do. It doesn't matter who his wingers are. He's going to get across the blue line with a bunch of speed, get that puck to his side, go behind the net, and look to make a pass to somebody. Wah and Yanmark have shown scoring ability. They've shown finishing ability. Eichel's going to find a way to get the puck to anybody that's on his line. Now, line two, this is line that almost excites me the most. I want to see Chandler Stevenson back in the middle. He had a lot of success centering Stone and Pacioretty throughout the year and other wingers, depending on who's up there. So I want Stevenson in the middle between Marchi and Amadio. Same logic, Stevenson and Marchi, they're going to get the cycle going. Amadio is going to have to be the, the two-way player amongst uh, those forwards, if you will, and clean up the loose change when it comes to him. Line three, I want to see William Carlson down there. Uh, logic with William Carlson on line three, he's struggling right now. He's not scoring uh, 40 goals. He's not matching uh, his contract necessarily as far as his output goes. You get Carlson down on line three, now he's going to be playing against the other team's lower defenders, which should help to give him a spark. And then uh, Dodonov and Kolasar would be his wingers. Kind of the same logic as line two. Carlson and Dodonov are your skill players. They're going to get the cycle going. They're going to find ways to feed the other uh, three or four players on the ice. Keegan Kolasar, he's had a very interesting year. He's chewing up minutes. He's grinding. He's getting himself, getting himself into scoring positions almost every single game, it seems like. So who knows if Carlson and Donoff can create some space, Kolasar might be alone in front of that net to uh, get those rebounds, get those dirty goals. So moral of the story, balance out the lines, attack in waves, keep the other team's uh, defense on their heels so they can't just isolate on line one with your top you know, three or four skaters. And then you would still have uh, Eichel and uh, or Stevenson rolling with that uh, short fourth line. And, you know, to me, on that top line currently, you know, it's Eichel centering for Dodonov, who's gone pretty cold of late. And yeah. Stevenson, and Stevenson is not a natural winger. Um, he'll grind it out. He's good on the forecheck. He plays hard and all of that. But I think you need speed on that top line. I would move Marcia so back on that top line. I would move Carlson down uh, to the third line, and that's where I thought he should have been a while ago because he's just not – you know what? Uh, William Carlson, everyone said that he played a 200-foot game. Now it's about a 50-foot game that he's playing, and he's not even winning face-offs anymore. So there's something – either he's injured or something wrong, or maybe he's just disinterested. But uh, what do you think of Marshall? Because you need someone who's speedy, fast, quick on that top line. I know it would be very heavy. Uh, top line heavy, but what do you think of uh, Marcia so on that first line? I don't mind Marchie anywhere in the lineup right now just because of his output, because of his leadership and his goal total for the year. Marchie's going to score. He's going to snipe. He's going to find a way to get that defender skating backwards. 
he's going to slightly change the angle and fire right between the defender's legs and right up in the corner, right? That's a, that's a standard March or so goal. And I certainly don't mind Eichel, March or so, and anybody. That's a very lethal line that's going to create scoring chances every time they're out there. I would love to see that again. I know they had some history of doing that. I just prefer the more balanced idea, uh, someone like Stevenson with them, and then you can have anybody on the wing there. Something to have the attack coming in waves. That's my personal preference right now. If uh, Coach Pete DeBoer were to call me on his way to uh, City National this morning, I'll have this ready in my pocket for him, and I'm expecting the call at any time. So if I duck out for the next segment, I got Coach on the line. I'll talk to you later. I watched uh, yesterday, Chris, the uh, Michigan game in the Frozen Four. They lost to Denver in overtime. And now, of course, the hype begins. Brendan Brisson, will he return to Michigan or will he come to play for VGK? I think it would be interesting to see Brendan Brisson coming up up, uh, late in the season. Uh, Bring him up if he does, if he decides he's not going back to school. There's, you know, not a lot of games left. And everyone, I mean, the dream vision right now is Brendan Brisson on that top line with Jack Eichel. And that's something I think the fans would love to see. I know I would want to see that too. And I think he's going to lean uh, into, you know, coming, coming out, you know, and going professional after uh, a a banner year, banner season at the university of Michigan Um, short of winning a national title. I think that Brendan Brisson is, uh, Brisson is, is definitely proven himself. He's proven himself this past season. And I, I, I definitely would love to see him up with VGK. I mean, in a year that has absolutely no storylines and nothing exciting happening, it would be nice to have another storyline, right? It it surely would. (laughs) VGK, VGK turnovers. That was the worst game I saw. And they did, they masked a lot of the turnovers in their prior games during that five game win streak because the defense bailed them out. They came up big. They were able to control the pocket times and the ozone and all that. But the turnovers, when I went back and evaluated the loss against Vancouver, it was just too much. How are they going to cut down on those turnovers? Some might say that Alec Martinez is still a little bit rusty. He had two major turnovers in the game against Vancouver. But that is my biggest question mark moving forward here in the final 10 games of this season. Yeah, I mean, these are professionals. They've been here before going all the way back to their their peewee days and mite days and squirt days and all the way through high school, college, and where they are now. This is something that it's unfortunate, but it's going to be part of the cycle for any professional player. Bad games are going to happen. Bad decisions are going to happen. And sure, they're going to burn the tape and... This game is never going to be talked about a game, uh, the other game against uh, Vancouver, but it's on their minds. It's on all their minds. I know they had a day off yesterday. I'm sure on the ice today, it's going to be all smiles. They'll be goofing off. They'll be interacting with uh, whatever fans are going to be at City National in a few hours this morning. And, And that's what you need. You need to get back onto the ice, have a good upbeat practice, a good crisp practice where they feel good about how they performed in. The Arizona Coyotes can cure a lot of problems with a lot of uh, NHL clubs down the stretch. And uh, coming up next, uh, Chris, we're going to be taking a look at a lot of the uh, the players that are still injured and when some of these key pieces will be returning. Stay with us. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. 
Have you tried Built Bar's Puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Have you tried the Puffs? You've got to try them. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered, as we've told you before, in 100% real chocolate. They are a fan favorite. There are so many incredible flavors to choose from. You've got yummy cinnamony churro. You have coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They are all so good, and they are going to be your new favorite. And yes, they are covered, even the puffs, in 100% real chocolate, 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are much better. A typical candy bar could have anywhere from two to 300 calories. And with most Built Bars, it's just 130 calories. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back, and thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. And yes, we are available wherever you could find your podcast in the entire universe. I saw it on Odyssey. We can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And uh, Chris, I was looking at the updated injury report for VGK and the latest injury report for the Golden Knights. I just wanted to see who would be the next returnee. You have four players that are day-to-days, and they are Nolan Patrick, Will Carrier, Nick Haig, and Laurent Brassois. And I believe uh, that with a, a lower body injury, I think it's a knee injury for William Carrier, I think he's slated to return sometime uh, within the next couple of games, in fact. I think we might see him on the road trip uh, up, back up to Vancouver um, and, you know, when you take a look at those players, who would you like to see back of those four? And then we'll talk about the rest of the injury picture. But out of those four, you know, who would you like to see back and how could they contribute with the Golden Knights? Would uh, William Carrier, if he returns, would that mean that Pete DeBoer can go back to uh, rolling the four lines? Uh, Carrier or Nick Haig would be my preference in that order as well, because we already got seven defensemen. Why would we need an eighth defenseman? <laughs> um, now, William Carrier would be a perfect player for a lineup right now. I think that would force the hand of going back to our traditional uh, 12 forwards. Carrier is a spark. He finds ways to use that speed to his – he's sneaky fast. That's the thing. He is sneaky fast. No one in the AHL is thinking about – preparing for William Carrier's speed before a game against VGK. And then all of a sudden he's bursting down the wing on that backhand, creating a scoring opportunity, getting it behind the net and trying to find someone up front. Uh, He's a spark in the sense that he's going to throw his body around, drop the gloves when needed. Basically the role that Keegan Colasar is doing right now, just minus the, the speed part, I guess you can say. But Carrier would be, would be fun to have back. Be good to see him yelling nights in the national anthem to help get the crowd a little bit, uh, a little bit excited as well. Yeah, and uh, we saw, you know, you talked about Colasar ten hits in the game against uh, Vancouver. Uh, you look at the rest of the injuries. So uh, Kerry actually has been out since the Chicago game on March the twenty sixth. 
Uh, Nolan Patrick, that's an interesting piece, and who knows what his health is like. And his last game was March the 24th against the Predators. He just spent, I think, a minute and a half, a minute 30, a minute 37, something like that, uh, on the ice, and he left, and he has that history of head injuries. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Nick Haig, his last game, March 15th against Winnipeg, a lower body injury. Laurent Brassois, who I think is entirely out of the picture anyway, I don't think he'll play again this season uh, unless there's an injury. Uh, March 15th, his last game as well against Winnipeg. And uh, that's the update on those uh, players. And they are all listed as day-to-day. I don't believe we'll see Patrick again this season. Haig, I think, could return at some point. And then uh, also, Chris, we've got Brett Howden, who is still out uh, since he was stretchered off the ice against Nashville on that Forsberg hit. It's it's tough right now, and I, I made a joke earlier about you know if the if the kid comes uh, from college and, and joins the Golden Knights about hey we just need another storyline. I mean, all those injuries it's it's been very very tough. And you mentioned four of our tier three slash four ish players, me minus minus Nick Hague, of course, still without Patcheretti, Stone, Riley Smith. I guess the only thing I can add to this. There was so much talk about salary cap circumvision, right? And the Golden Knights trying to emulate what Tampa did last year, um, what the Blackhawks did a few years back when uh, you know, King went down. And all these players that are out, the situation the Golden Knights are in right now, it's win eight or nine of the last 10 games, or realistically, the team's not going to be in the playoffs. There's no way, shape, or form that I think anything weird is happening right now. I had my doubts when Stone goes down and all of a sudden, here's Jack Eichel, boom. But there's no way they're holding out all these players, not even trying to find a way to bring one player back if they're not trying to win right now. Another clue is Brassois. Brassois has been out for some time, but he's not LTIR. He's not LTIR because we don't need the money at the time, at this moment, because none of these players seem like they are ready to return, especially the high dollar players. I'm just wondering if there are some shenanigans myself, you know, uh, because I, I still think Carrier could be back and Nick Haig. Uh, but again, as you mentioned earlier, they already have a full slate of defensemen. Now uh, they don't need to add just at this moment, another blue liner. And then you mentioned that Smith Pacioretty and stone are still on long-term IR uh, the back issues with Stone, I have back problems, and I'm telling you, they never go away. <laughs> and, no. uh, you know, at times you feel a little bit better, but in, we'll have to see how he responds when he returns, if and when he returns. Uh, both Stone and Pacioretty were seen skating at practice earlier this week on the separate rink and uh, expecting their return if VGK makes it to the postseason. And I'd have to imagine Riley Smith would also be back. Uh, Howden, we don't know. Uh, we're not sure how much longer he'll be out. Brassois, we know that Pete DeBoer was just a little bit down on him as he was just getting beaten repeatedly top shelf. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to put it out there. Uh, Nolan That's Patrick, fair. you know, the head injury history. And I don't know about his future in his career. And then, yes, uh, Carrier and Haig, I think, would be the next two that return and probably in that order. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting down the stretch. They could use more firepower at this part of the season. Uh, and they need more depth. I mean, that's the biggest issue, I think. Uh, and my major concern with VGK, especially with uh, their forwards and 
just, you know, running a man short on that fourth line. Yeah. So going back, I mean, need more depth. Um, That's a fair comment to make given the current landscape, but let's go down these names, these names again, Patrick, Carrier, Haig, Brassois, Stone, Pacioretty, and Riley Smith. That's coming into the season. I felt this was the deepest VGK team that we had. And that was before uh, the trade was made for, for Jack Eichel. So a lot of bad luck with the injuries. Sure. They can use more. The one question that I do have is I don't necessarily completely uh, understand why they're going 11, seven right now. Why can't line four be the silver Knights line? Why can't you have Cotter or yeah. up there between Romberg and, and decision that that's the one thing I don't necessarily understand. I get, they tried the 11, seven thing and they want Dylan Coughlin out there on the, on the power play, but just going back to the game against Arizona, there was a play where we were on the power play. Um, Coughlin was one of the players coming out the back and the breakout and the puck is dropped to him. And he just fumbles it. Nothing that happens. I'm not knocking him whatsoever, but when you're sitting on the bench for five or six minutes at a time, and then all of a sudden, boom, go out there on the power play, that's not as easy as it sounds. I don't care if you're a professional, a squirt, or anything in between there. When you are out of sync for a long time, it is tough just to get back out there in a precious timing play that is the breakout of a power play. And stay with us. Coming up next, we will have a preview of the VGK Coyotes game. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs, all your sports information, and you could find out about the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship at Augusta, all the odds, the podcasts, the reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, and thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. And for your next listen, you need to check out Locked On Now, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Chris, you have any big weekend plans coming up? Any big weekend plans coming up? I know I you'll be my, watching. I, I my taxes done. What's that? Oh, 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 oh. I, I was doing my taxes on Saturday. There's a hockey game. <laughs> that's pretty big. Yeah, that's big news. Yeah, the, we got a rebound. I mean, plain and simple, two points. Don't care how you do it. You know, back to the eye of the tiger reference, two points, that game, there's, if you ever need a five to nothing or a six to one blowout type game, just to make everyone erase the memory of uh, the Canucks game the other night, this is it right here. You have to come in, blowout city. We don't need a two to one victory with less than two seconds left on the clock. We can't be down three, nothing and pull another miracle. You know, three nothing after the first period, and get right back to it. We caught some luck last night. Finally, in uh, while we're scoreboard watching, finally caught a little bit of luck last night. 
let's get two points, let's blow them out, and let's move on. By a little bit of luck, you're talking about the Kings going down to uh, Edmonton. And not in overtime, yes, finally and a two-point game. Not an OT. And I'm going to counter your Rocky with raising Arizona, except they won't be – they're not going to rise. <laughs> a lot has changed with that. I hope not. A lot has changed. I'll tell you what. I watched parts of their game on Thursday night. And, Why? Chris, a ton of – well, just got a, a little game prep. <laughs> just a little game prep for once. But a lot, a lot has changed with the Arizona Coyotes since they beat VGK back in February. That was the 3-1 to one game. Nick Smaltz with a couple of goals. And the biggest difference for the Coyotes, Clayton Keller out for the season. That was a brutal injury. He underwent surgery. It was a fractured leg after he crashed into the boards against the Sharks. Uh, Lawson Krause is out. Coach Travis Boyd, he's wondering, how does he keep his team focused to finish out this season? And last night, they had a goalie named Ari Satari from, uh, from Finland. Yes, that Ari Satari. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he, the, the Finnish uh, goaltender just came back from the Olympics, and he was in net, and his last NHL win was back in 2018. He wasn't going to get it last night. Interesting statistic out of the game. This Vancouver team, watch out. Watch out. They have San Jose, and then they have VGK again, and they're just four points behind the Golden Knights as it stands today on Friday. But Bo Horvat, what a game. Two goals, three points, Chris, 17 and 0 on faceoffs. 17 and 0. That guy's in a zone. Yes. But yeah, let's talk more about Arizona and what are some of the things that VGK should be aware about. Again, turnovers, cannot turn it over. Um, again, power play, special teams, a major key for the Golden Knights. They are 0 for now. Well, 0 for the month of April, that's for sure. Uh, but they have not been producing, and I don't like the lack of movement. They've gone back to square one uh, with that power play unit. Yeah, I mean, the power play, that's really where it all starts, and the power play has to do one of two things. Score a damn goal. That's number one, right? It's been a little while. you got to get a power play goal. Or number two, you have to get momentum off of the power play, and just be peppering the net with shots, scoring attempts, high danger chances, things that are going to tire out that defense, which will have a lingering effect. If you can't do that, and all of a sudden, I mean, the the crowd on Saturday is going to be on edge, right? The crowd on Saturday is going to be on edge. Two minutes into the game, someone goes charging to the net, Eichel goes charging to the net, gets slashed, we're going to go on the power play, something like that's going to happen. If you don't have a solid power play, that crowd's going to boo from the word go. It's going to be a very uncomfortable energy if the boo birds are out five or so minutes into that game on Saturday night. No one's going to enjoy that. Starting with the players on the ice. They're human. They can hear that. I'm curious who's going to uh, to be starting a net for Arizona. They do have the aforementioned Ari Sateri and also uh, – Karel Vigmelka, uh, uh, and I looked at their injured list too, and I didn't realize Jacob Chikrin was still with the Coyotes, but he's out. He, well, he's day-to-day. We, may, we might see him. Who knows? Uh, again, there's like Lawson Krause. We talked about Clayton Keller. Antoine Roussel is on injured reserve. Connor Timmins. Uh, 
Dimitri Jaskin, Janice Mosier, they are banged up just as much as VGK. And uh, for a, a team like Arizona, that obviously has a, a bigger impact because they don't have other players like a Jack Eichel or uh, some other players that they can uh, just roll into the lineup. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But that team looked like they might have quit when I watched the game. A uh, big matchup would be the top lines of VGK against the Coyotes, uh, where you've got Travis Boyd, Nick Schmaltz, who did score the two goals the last game against the Golden Knights, and Nick Ritchie. Yeah, so I remember watching the last matchup uh, with the family that night, and it was a weird game. It's one of those games where you take away, like, Vegas had so many chances, especially the third period, and just every time the Coyotes got a good look, they were finding ways to put the puck in the back of the net. It's one of those games you're watching, like, okay, good game. These types of losses just sometimes happen during the season. Now, all of a sudden, you go back to a game like that, and that's that's money on the table. That's points left on the table, and that's the type of game that you cannot have tomorrow night at T-Mobile. If it's a game where, oh, they played well, things looked good, just the, we couldn't get the puck in the net. We liked our game. We had 50, we had 50 shots on goal, 65 shot attempts, one of those types of games. You don't find a way to get the puck in the back of the nets. It's you can't have a repeat of that scenario. Coyotes are two and eight in their last 10. haven't won in forever. Golden Knights are 15 and seven all time against the Coyotes. But how did that uh, fare for us when we played the Canucks as far as never losing a game in in, uh, regulation? How did that work for us? Right. Uh, Things I want to see. Well, one thing I'd like to see is uh, a Beagle versus Colasar. (laughs) <laughs> just have them drop the gloves, man. I just want to see that. And Beagle. Be- uh, be- Beagle. Yeah, Jay- crush him. Bad yeah, idea. Jay- we- Jay- Beagle it's wins. a bad idea. VGK should just run away. Yeah, Jay Beagle did that uh, beatdown of uh, of Terry, Tor Terry of uh, of Anaheim. Recently. Let's bring up Lowen. Let's bring up Lowen from uh, from the Silver Knights. He could, uh, he could be our protector. <laughs> they need someone to protect them. It's prediction time. So you like the Golden Knights in this game against the Coyotes? What's your final score? Hey, Christopher, what's the score going to be tomorrow night for the Golden Knights game? In the interim, I'll say 4-2 VGK as we wait for Christopher. <laughs> he went he's to coming. the expert. Open okay. the door, Chris. All right, Christopher, what's the, he's, he's chewing on a bunch of food right now. This might get real bad. Christopher, what's the score going to be for the Coyotes uh, Golden Knights game tomorrow night? 4-0. What? Four nothing. He said four nothing. All right. Well, he knows. He knows. He said Logan four nothing. Thompson. Okay, yeah. that was. Uh, he knows Logan Thompson curveball. will Allie, be back. Really quick, Allie, what's the score going to be tomorrow night? Since you're here too, go ahead. Okay, I'll give Chris Bear. Three to two nights. There you All go. Right. Okay, there it is from the Gallic family. It's either going to be three to two <laughs> okay. nights or four or uh, four nothing nights. <laughs> Thank, thanks so much to the entire Gallic family, and <laughs> I just have a uh, reminder here uh, that on Saturday morning, nine o'clock on my radio show. 98.5 HD2 in Las Vegas, everywhere on the Odyssey app. Special guest will be Michael Naft, the Clark County Commissioner, and we will talk about preparation for the upcoming NFL draft. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. Your second listen should be Locked On Fantasy Hockey with host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone. 
And uh, again, they will help you to become the expert of your fantasy team available everywhere that you find podcasts. Chris, have a terrific weekend and uh, the entire Gallic family for all of you. I'm Tony Cardasco for Chris Gallic. So long for now, you've been listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.